Hello everyone. Falcha, welcome to the Incomparable History of Ireland podcast. This show is to share the richness of this ancient island. It's Misha Lauren. I am Lauren, your host on this journey through the stories of this Emerald Isle. I represent the Clan Nagel of Delaware, an Irish society for the education of Irish language, history, and culture. You have probably seen the Celtic tree of life symbol, Cran Baha. To the Celts, trees were an integral part of everyday life. They provided food, shelter, and warmth for people, homes, for animals, birds, and even insects. It was believed that trees held the souls of their ancestors and were doors to the other world. They represented the cycle of life and the interconnection of all creation. With their branches reaching up to the realm of the gods and their roots anchoring them to the earth, they stood beside sacred wells and housed the fairy folk. Trees symbolized wisdom and strength and were able to converse with the gods and confer blessings. A tree stood at the center of each village, a symbol of its soul. Enemies would try to destroy the tree to demoralize the village, but if a villager tried to destroy their own tree, it was an unforgivable sacrilegious act. It was believed the absence of tree trees was the absence of life. And so they had many different types of trees in Ireland, and each one of them had a different meaning. The first tree to sprout leaves in spring is the birch tree. Because of this, to the Celts, the tree symbolized birth and fertility. It would be burned on the fires of Belton to welcome the coming of spring and a time of new beginnings. Its unique white bark also was believed to hold protective powers against evil spirits and the fairy folk. Because of this, it would be burned on Samhain, when there was a thinning of the veil between this world and the next. The Celts believed the tree may hold the souls of their ancestors. They saw the tree with its interconnecting root system as representing family connections. Of course, this meant it was forbidden to cut one down, though oddly enough, it was a popular material for baby cradles because of its protective nature. Most important of the nine sacred trees to the Celts was the rowan tree. It is able to grow on the bare mountaintops where the veil between this world and the next is the thinnest. The rowan tree was known for its protective qualities. Its lofty position also meant it couldn't be cut down except for religious reasons. The tree was associated with the goddess Bridget and hung over doorways, much the same way as Bridget's cross, St. Bridget's cross, is done today, where it is said to protect the household from misfortune and living from the dead. Rowan branches could also be found on graves where it is said to protect the deceased from evil spirits. The wood was used to make cartwheels and walking sticks, too, to protect travelers on their travels. A fairy tree, the wood was also used to make baby cradles to protect the child from the fairies and tent on stealing it away to replace it with a changeling, the Celtic mother's worst fear. It was believed the first woman was made from a rowan tree.
And when we get into Irish folklore, we'll talk about changelings. Due to the fact that it produces both male and female blossoms on the same branch, the Celts saw the elder tree, the alder tree, as representing the balance between male and female, as well as nature itself. It is found along rivers or lakes. The Celts believed it was inhabited by water fairies, but it was highly combustible as well. As a result, cutting it down was forbidden since it is not good to anger the fairies who might burn down your house in revenge. Another reason it was forbidden to cut it down, when cut, the wood turns from white to blood red due to its orange-red sap. This causes Celts to believe it was inhabited by the souls of their ancestors. It was also considered highly sacred because of its location near water, together with its combustible nature, meant it combined two elements, fire and water. It was believed the first man was made from the alder tree. In the Celtic creation story, the universe was hatched from two eggs nested in a willow tree. One was the sun, the other was the earth. At Beltana, Celts painted eggs to commemorate the event. Christians adopted the tradition for Easter. Its location along rivers and lakes held special significance uh, spiritually for the Celts, who saw it as a sign of new growth, healing, and optimism. They believed sitting beneath it would banish depression and drive away melancholy. Though it represented sadness in some other cultures, the Celts believed its ability to relocate and grow anew when uprooted was a symbol of adaptability and power to overcome adversity. Its groves were considered so magical that priests and artisans would sit in them to gain inspiration and eloquence, as well as to hone their divine skills. The willow flower was used to banish feelings of jealousy. Referred to the Celts as the Tree of Life, the ash was held sacred because of its lofty stature. Its branches reached heights of over 130 feet, stretching up to the heavens, while its deep, sturdy roots grounded it to the earth. In fact, it usually grows alone because of the amount of room it requires for its roots. These deep, strong roots, together with its flexibility at hard wood, are seen as a symbol of strength and are preferred wood for making wands and staffs. It's valued for healing ability, as well as its strength in representing stability, both of mind and body. It was often used to banish mental strife, as well as to stimulate psychic dreams. Often planted near sacred springs, it has a distinct water connection like the alder, but it's too highly flammable. Its wood is burned at Beltana to protect crops and cattle, where ash, oak, thorn trees grow together. It is there that the fairies lived. Seen as one of the most powerful trees in the forest, the hawthorn was both feared and respected. Due to its contradictory nature of its beautiful flowers and deadly thorns, it was bad luck to cut a branch except for Beltana. The beautiful flowers spoke of fertility and new life, symbolizing the end of the cold, dark winter and the coming of spring. Each Beltana, girls would carry its twigs before them in hopes of attracting a husband. But its blossoms also had a dark side. 
Their disagreeable odor was said to smell like death, and the tree's sharp thorns could inflict mortal wounds that could fester and become infected. Another reason to fear and respect the tree was fairies were said to inhabit them, who could curse or kidnap anyone they saw who threatened their home. Hawthorns are said to stand at the gates of the other world. One of the five magical trees, the oak, the most sacred of all, considered to be one of the largest and most powerful trees in the forest, was revered for its height, which reached up to heaven. It was associated with the gods and a symbolized strength and endurance. Its leaves are the last to fall in the autumn. If they fall at all, the Celts saw this as a sign of tenacity and determination. Though it was struck by lightning more than any other tree in the forest, it continued to grow and thrive. The Celts saw these lightning strikes as messages from God, while the tree's longevity symbolized wisdom. Priests and bards would gather in oak groves for inspiration and divine purpose. Eating acorns were believed to increase wisdom, especially from those collected at night. And the mistletoe discovered on an oak after a lightning strike was considered potent. The oak tree was known as the king of the forest. While the oak tree signified the light half of the year, the twin was the holly tree, which represented the dark half of the year, winter. It was favored during the cold, dark months as a sign of luck, which explained why we associate holly with Christmas time today. Like the oak, the holly is resistant to lightning strikes. For this reason, it was valued for its protection quality. Chieftains would wear reefs of holly on their heads for luck, and babies would be bathed in holly water to protect them from harm. Holly trees were also planted outside homes to protect them from fire, while the leaves were brought inside to provide shelter from the fairies, with the hope that the wee folk would return with gestures of kindness only. Signifying the victory of winter over summer, the holly also represents cycle of death and rebirth. In the dark months of winter, it was seen as a sign of hope for the coming spring. Cutting more than branches was considered unlucky, though. It is said over the well of wisdom stands nine magical hazel trees, the tree of immortal wisdom, which stands at the center of the other world. In many cases, it can also be found as a boundary between the two worlds, along with apple and hawthorn trees. In the other world, the magical tree drops their hazel nut into a sacred well, which then flows into the stream. There, the salmon of knowledge ate the nuts. Anyone who eats the salmon is said to grow the wisdom and prophetic ability. Wisdom and Poetic inspiration can also be gained by eating the nuts themselves or brewing them in a tea to induce insightful visions. They were also used in love potions as an aphrodisiac. Sacred to the fairies, the hazels could be used to call them. But as a poetic fairy, Bailraha is said to live in the hazel and guard it. It was bad luck to harm a hazel tree. At one time, it was punishable by death to cut it down. The fruit of the apple tree was said to keep gods immortal. 
The only apple tree native to Ireland was the crab apple. It was important as a source of nourishment and used to make wine, cider, and mead. The tree represented youth, beauty, and love, and was a popular ingredient in love spells and potions. It was believed that the gods retained their youth by eating the fruit, while the juice could be used to attain inner strength and beauty. The Celts were known to bury apples with their dead. The vine, the bramble, was often planted with fairy trees to bind the hedge. It bears bitter sweet fruit and was of many sacred woods burned uh, during Beltana, representing joy and happiness. Valued for its ability to release inhibitions and loosen the tongue, it was consumed by seers to stimulate prophetic revelations and truth. Later, the monks cultivated other types of vines brought to Ireland much later. The ivy was powerful for its ability to grow where nothing else would. Growing in spirals, the ivy symbolized self-enlightenment, a trait valued by the Celts, as it represented the soul's journey. It was carried by young girls as signs of luck and fertility and intertwined with holly at wedding to symbolize fidelity. A m- more powerful than its enemy, the vine, the bramble, it was believed to provide protection when grown on a house, but brought misfortune if it died. Symbolized inspiration and worn by bards as crowns. Reeds were considered a tree because of how deep their roots were, and were, they were revered for pr- their protective qualities. Used to make mats, its sweet smell cleansed the home, while its thatch was utilized for roofing material to cover and protect dwellings. A symbol of knowledge, it was used by Druid scholars as writing implements, as well as doctors for healing. Though employed as a talisman for protection, the reed also had a dark side. Its use for making arrows led to the association with death as well as healing. Associated with Bridget, the goddess of the poets and smithcraft and healing, today it's used to make St. Bridget's Cross because the the Catholics turned um, the goddess Bridget into a saint, which can be hung over doors for protection against fire and evil. Reed's were sometimes referred to as brooms. Next, the blackthorn, the winter tree, they were used for offensive magic, guarded by spiky moon fairies. You could be cursed if you tried to cut one down or to pick its berries. If you wanted to, you best wait for a full moon when these moon fairies, these little spiky guys left to pay homage to the moon goddess. Representing the dark side of the year, it was associated with the goddess Kaluk, who emerged at Sauron, a sinister tree. It grew in dark thickets where its pricky thorns could cause septic wounds and its bitter berries didn't ripen until after the first frost. And yet it was often connected with fate and outside influences, as well as hope in the midst of devastation and overcoming obstacles for a better future. The wood was often used to make shillelaghs. The elder tree represents life and death. Able to regrow damaged branches, the elder tree was valued for its regenerative qualities. 
It was respected by the Celts for its ability to protect from evil and from lightning when planted near a house. Elderberry wine was embedded to induce divination, while standing under the tree branches or bathing your eyes in its sap was said to grant the ability to see fairy folk. So if you want to see fairies, go get yourself some elder uh, sap. Flutes made of the wood could also summon fairies, and the druids prized the wood for its culinary, medicinal, and mystical qualities, which they used for both spells and curses. The fruit of the elderberry tree is poison unless it's ripe. The fir tree, along with the yew tree, are the twins of winter solstice. The towering height of the fir tree symbolizes clear vision and foresight of what was to come. While its pine cones were associated with prophecy and wisdom, opening in the heat of sun, but closing before rain. The tree, tall, straight trunk, was said to symbolize the pillar of honesty and strength. The Scott pine was able to thrive under the harshest conditions, yet created a pleasant surrounding for other plants. This flexibility led to its use in shape-shifting magic. As the evergreen, it symbolized hope for the coming of spring. Its wood was burned on bonfires, encouraging the return of the sun, while its ashes fertilized the land in anticipation for the coming crops. Pine glades would be decorated with shiny trinkets as a sign of divine light and eternal life, also known as the birth of tree. Its needles were burned at the birth of a child to protect both mother and baby. Pine cones were believed to increase fertility, and we continue to decorate pine trees at Christmas. Next, we have the gorse, a bush. It's associated with Lou, the god of sun and summer. The gorse burned at temperatures similar to charcoal and was probably used to start the fires at Beltana. A symbol of resilience because it's always sought the sun and, if destroyed, would sprout up. It also is seen as a purifier, a good plant to use when you need a fresh start. It was used to sweep important areas clean, and it was believed that burning it could even calm the winds. Wearing it or hanging it around the house was said to provide protection against misfortune. It was also believed to be a symbol of love and fertility. Brides would place gorse springs in their bouquets, and gorse torches were burned around livestock to protect their fertility. Never give it as a gift, though, for it would bring misfortune to both the giver and the receiver. However, its coconut aroma was appealing and could be eaten. Not too much, though, or it will upset your stomach. The bright yellow plant has an almond flavor to it. Heather, known as the tree of summer solstice, another bush, said to light the flame of fairy passions. It is believed that Heather pushes aside the veil between this world and the other. If you want to attract fairies, you can burn a sprig of Heather at Beltana, and they are sure to appear. Heather was seen on the way. To, and close to Tiranog of the other world that we talked about in an earlier episode. Usually purple, a patch of white heather was considered a sign of luck 
or this reason a bride would include a sprig of white heather in her bouquet in hopes of bringing her good luck on her marriage. Heather was also valued for its romantic qualities and seen as a plan of attraction. It was also touted for its ability to intoxicate, but that might have something to do with the fact that it was used in making ale and mead. It was also warm as a charm for spiritual healing, though. It grows in abundance, helping to form a colorful heath. It's, you can see it all over Ireland. It's just absolutely beautiful. To harm a poplar tree would be to harm the souls of your ancestors. The poplar tree was a hardy tree, valued by shield makers for its ability to endure and conquer. While lightweight, it was unmatched for its physical protection. Even more important was the sp spiritual protection it offered. The Celts would plant the tree outside their homes, both for protection and also in memory of their ancestors. Associated with language and communication, it was known as a whispering tree, for the slightest breeze would cause the leaves to rustle. It was believed these quivering leaves would help the wind bring messages to ancestors in the other world. The tree also represented family connections. It grew in such a way that the roots from one tree would form around the trees of another, so that even if burned, a new tree would sprout, thus symbolizing birth and life. Crown of leaves left on a grave would aid the path to rebirth. The yew tree, fir tree, one of the sacred trees of winter, the oldest tree in the forest, the yew could live up to 2,000 years. Because of its ability to constantly renew itself, it was known as the guardian of death. The tree's odd generative qualities symbolize death and re resurrection, death and rebirth. Even as the outer tree died off, a new tree was growing within it. Its branches burrowed into the earth, sprouting a new tree that would twist around one another, surrounding the original tree. Nothing could grow beneath it due to its poisonous trunk and the thick canopy. In fact, apart from the berries, the whole tree is poisonous. It was the hardest wood available, though, so dense it actually sinks in water. This quality made it a great choice for making longbows, and its toxic sap was handy for the coating of the tips. Wood of the yew was laid on graves to remind death would lead to rebirth. So this episode is de dedicated to my wife Shelley because she thinks of trees exactly as the Celts thought of them, that they're sentient beings, that they have a connection to us and to each other, and she goes and talks to them, and they wave to her often. Goramahagat. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Incomparable History of Ireland. Please leave a review so that I can get better and better at providing these for you. And also, you can visit my Facebook page, Clan Nagel, Slana Give. Goodbye, everyone. Godi on Haid Ur Ella. Until next time.